Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Game Talk Radio. I'm Greg, and as always, if you could like, subscribe, and share, we always appreciate that. You can follow me on Twitter at DropRateGreg. Uh, so today on the podcast, it is a day early. Normally we do this on Tuesdays, but uh, I had to switch up uh, some work stuff, so I'll be working tomorrow, so I decided to drop, uh, drop it today on Monday. We're going to first be talking about um, something I've been talking about at odd na- uh, <laughs> ad nauseum lately, which is... Uh, Billy Mitchell. And so obviously a couple days ago, I did a video about him being banned from Twin Galaxies, which for the podcast listeners, I'll be at the end. Um, but we had, uh, I'm going to tack on that 17 minutes to the end of the podcast. So you guys can hear it if you just listen to the audio only. We're going to talk about that. And then we're going to uh, talk about uh, Cliff Blazinski. So Cliffy B, a lot of people remember, uh, he was uh, instrumental in the creation of gears of war he's been working he worked at epic for a really long time left a few years ago to work on at his own studio worked on lawbreakers and recently released a new game called radical heights and we're gonna we have a story about him complaining that epic is poaching his employees uh and then we're going to talk about lastly the bully hunters movement which is something that came up over the weekend and basically it was supposed to be an anti-harassment campaign that we found out went really really deep and uh, has a lot to it about how it was really just a marketing ploy to try to get like something to go viral and to kind of feed off of this um, harassment movement that's going on and it was quite disingenuous so we'll talk about that as well Uh, but to begin so we're going to talk about Billy Mitchell. Uh, again, we talk about him a lot. My, you know, as much as I like having videos be really popular, uh, I'm not proud that all my best videos are Billy Mitchell videos. I want other people to like my opinion for other things, not just what I talk about with this. But he has made an official statement to what's been going on. Uh, if you don't know, a couple days ago, I have a video about it. Basically, he was a band from Twin Galaxies, so he can't compete in future uh, score record keeping, and all of his scores have been removed, which uh, which is pretty big, and it stemmed from him uh, apparently playing on modified arcade boards or possibly emulators to set some of his world records. So with that said, he has responded in video form, of course, and I'm really, really bummed about this because um, we're in Wisconsin, and I was set to go to the Midwest Gaming Classic, literally where this was recorded. Billy was there, and I wanted to go talk to him about it, and I had tickets for Sunday to go see him, uh, not him necessarily to go to the show, and we we literally got 25 to 30 inches of snow in the last two days here. It has been the, it's like the second largest storm in Wisconsin history. It was madness, so I couldn't go. Like, the roads were completely unsafe. I couldn't get down there, so I missed out on this, but this literally happened there so we're gonna listen to it and i'm just gonna let you guys basically hear it from uh from the man himself this is uh this is billy mitchell on his response to getting banned from twin galaxies hi i'm billy mitchell we're here at the midwest gaming classic i'm here with old school gamer magazine i've been asked to address things that are recently in the media the fact of the matter is now there is a true professional due diligence being done to investigate things that happened as far as 35 years ago in a professional manner, not in a shock jock mentality designed to create hits. We will show that everything that has been done, everything was done professionally, according to the rules, according to the scoreboard, the integrity that was set up, not 2014 forward by the current regime who wants to reach back 35 years. Everything will be transparent, Everything will be available. I wish I had it in my hands right now. I wish I could hand it to you. But it's taken a considerable amount of time. Witnesses, documents, everything will be made available to you. Nothing will be withheld. You absolutely have my commitment to that. We've been at this since 1982, and it's not going to stop now. Okay, so there you have it. That is the Billy Mitchell statement uh, in response to being banned by Twin Galaxies. And there's two main things I took from this. Uh, the first one being that he's starting to take it seriously, finally. Uh, so he talked about how they're in a, an official capacity now. Now they're researching it. Now they're coming up with a defense. Uh, and he's, he made a comment about how not in a shock jock way to get hits. He's talking about when he was on the East Side Dave show. They're not. So apparently he's decided to take it seriously. So did he not think that twin galaxies would ever do this did he not think that people would go this far now it's possible that he literally does not think he cheated and so he never in his wildest dreams imagined that somebody would do this you know that would ban his scores because he never cheated but 
the proof is there. I'm, you know, it's it's been proven. They have pulled down uh, his records because they were unable. They they were able to verify that there was something wrong with the hardware, or that he was playing on an emulator. That's what they came up with. Okay, the second thing I pulled out of that was that. Okay, this <laughs> he's creeping me out with his thumbs up. I just keep looking at it. So the second thing I pulled out of there was that he said we're going to do everything the way it was allowed back then not 2014 regime talking about Jace Hall and the current owners and um, people running Twin Galaxies. So that's another interesting take because now you've got him saying that when, you know, originally it was okay the way it was done back then and for them to go back and take those records away. So he's saying that under the specific rules at the time he was fine. And he says it's taking a long time because basically they're coming up with witnesses. They have proof, yada, yada, yada. So that's why it's taking it now. He seems very serious in this video. Like he, he is irritated, I think, by this whole thing. And I applaud him for still going to Midwest Gaming Classic because he had to know that there's probably a ton of people probably asked him about it. And he probably said, oh, we're going to make a video about it or, or check out. I mean, I'm sure he had to dodge the question a lot that whole weekend. And so that really sucks because, you know, again, but this is his, uh, this is his fault for doing what he did and being called out on it. So, um, the, the other thing about it is that if he's taking it seriously now, is it because he knows he's right or because he knows he's wrong? And I, I truly believe he has to understand, he has to know that he cheated uh, legitimately. Now, I made a comment in my video last week that said, you know, what was the future going to hold? Was he going to say that he didn't do it, which is clearly what he's doing here? Or was he going to have a friend take the fall or would he admit it? Those were kind of, I thought, the, the big three possibilities. And it seems like uh, he is flat out denying it and he's going to come out with his own proof later. Uh, which is also interesting because the video that I did, I talked about how even someone he brought in um, to, to help verify that it was legit came to the same conclusion as Twin Galaxies. So he really has no leg to stand on, even with his own people he brought in. So I thought that was interesting, you know, not not super long to talk about. But yeah, Billy Mitchell, he, he responded. He's I, I'm so bummed I didn't get there because I would have gone up to get a picture with him. And then I just would have asked him, you know, do you do you have a response? You know, can can you comment on it? You know, people would love to hear. Do you mind if I just ask? And I'm sure he wouldn't have said anything, but I would have loved to have that for you guys. And I would have loved to you know, with covering the story so much, I would have loved to be there. Um, I wonder maybe if he's seen my videos um, and, and if maybe he agrees or disagrees with some of the things I say or, or whatever. And it would have been interesting to have a conversation with him about it. He was a pretty good sport about talking to Apollo Legend and maybe that backfired on him. So I don't know, maybe he wouldn't, but it would have been nice. Uh, but anyway, that was uh, Billy Mitchell's response. He basically, to run it down, he says, one, they have a whole bunch of proof they're building that proves that he's not cheating. And two, that they followed all the rules at the time with that people that were in charge of Twin Galaxies then, not the people who are in charge of it now. Uh, so moving on then this one, let me get, let me get Billy Mitchell's big head out of the way. Cause this is, I got it in like full screen mode and it's just irritating me. <laughs> Let's get it out of there. Um, okay. So now we have a couple other stories. So next we're going to talk about, uh, Cliffy B. So this is Cliff Blazinski who hates being called Cliffy B. Um, so we won't do it <laughs> anymore. Uh, let me move this over here. Jesus, this, uh, sorry, I'm getting my stuff all mixed up here. Um, all right, so I just kind of want this not to be blasting me in the face brightness wise. So let me, oh, sorry about this. <laughs> I'm just going to turn this brightness down, uh, on this thing. So it doesn't kill my, uh, my video watchers of everything. Okay. So, um, so next up we have Clifford Blazinski, who used to be known as Cliffy B for the longest time. His Twitter handle is Cliffy B, but he got really mad when people started calling him that after a while. So then he's like, no, stop calling me Cliffy B, even though it's literally my Twitter handle. So he had an interesting tweet over the weekend. I find this stuff interesting because I like when you pull back the curtain and you kind of talk about this stuff. Cliff Blazinski, uh, says in a tweet, uh, let's see. Oh, oh I was on the wrong one here. Okay. He says in a tweet, hey, at Epic Games, his former employer, if you don't know, where he helped with Gears of War, Jazz Jackrabbit, a bunch of Epic stuff. He, he was there for a very long time. Hey, at Epic Games, could you please stop trying to hire away my team? <laughs> we just launched Radical Heights on Unreal Engine 4 and are really happy with how it's going. 
and then it had a, a, a GIF attached to it that said, not cool. Okay, so this, uh, th I mean, that's, that's kind of interesting. So uh, obviously he's irritated by the fact that a big company like Epic Games is quote-unquote poaching talent from a smaller studio. What sucks, though, is a lot of people that probably work for him at... Uh, at Boss Key, which is his company, probably came from Epic. It was relationships he forged when he was there, so you could argue when he left, he poached talent from them. And, and I think it's safe to say with the recent news of Lawbreakers shutting down, which was their first game, um, it's not really successful. And if this game isn't successful, that studio might close. So you have people that might be protecting their job interests and saying, look, I'd rather go work on Fortnite instead of working at an indie company where we're trying to scrape the bottom to try to, like, they're, they're trying to get their footing, you know, and this isn't, um, this isn't a rip on him at all. And I, I'm, I'm a small business owner. So for him to go out on his own, for Cliff to go out on his own and make a small company, like I applaud him for that. And I hope he's successful. However, I don't, I think it's pretty petty to go after your ex employer who you probably poached people from and complain when people are poaching it back because you, it almost sounds like he's acting like they were stolen from him. You know, the, the business place, it, it, I mean, employee market is a tough market. And these are people with, with real lives and real, you know, real problems. And so if they feel like the best thing in their interest is to leave, I also find it irritating. And I'm not saying Cliff did this, but like, I find it irritating when companies get mad, when, when employees leave, like there's no loyalty there, when companies oftentimes don't show employees loyalty back so there's this kind of weird it's almost like the nfl too you know they expect their players to be 100 percent loyal but then when it comes time to cut them and not pay them their full salary it's, it's a business decision you know nothing personal it's a business decision well that's what this is too this is a business decision i'm sure none of those people leaving have an issue with cliff i'm sure that you know they they you know they they just want to do what they think is best for themselves whether it's making more money honestly what probably happened is they probably left for the same rate or a little less money. And now they're going back to Epic for possibly more money. You, you, you don't know, uh, but that's what it sounds like. So, but there's some interesting stuff to the rest of the story. And so I kind of want to, um, to kind of run this down. So, and this was an Ars Technica article that came out and it kind of helped cover a lot of great stuff. So I'm, I'm just kind of going through it here a little bit. So bear with me. Um, so there was an, an insinuation by Cliff that alleged employee poaching, and it had to do with the new, with his studio's new game, Radical Heights, being the fact that it's a BR. And so he's saying that they're poaching players from his BR because obviously Epic makes Fortnite, which is, it was in the news recently. It makes like a, a 100 bajillion dollars in its first year or something mental. Like the game is just, for a free-to-play game, it's just uh, just crazy. But it's doing really well. Um, so a couple things, though, was that... Uh, this was another tweet from Cliff. It said, he added, quote, we have plenty of ways to make Radical Heights our own, but they may never see the light of day if Epic keeps doing this. Again, yes, I understand the plight of a small business going against the juggernauts, but you, what are you going to do, complain about it? Like, what's Epic going to do? I, it did it, he, he knew he wasn't going to change anything at Epic. No one at Epic was going to say, oh, man, we shouldn't. We shouldn't have done that to Cliff, you know, let's stop, you know, but what he's trying to do is he's trying to get public sentiment on his side. So he's trying one, either for publicity for his game or two, just because he's irritated by it. And he wants everyone else to be irritated by it as well. He wants other people to go, yeah, man, like Cliff and his team are great. Epic, screw you, Epic, you're a bunch of bullies and bad guys. You know, that that's kind of what they're trying to do. But it's not really coming out that way. It's it's coming out more whiny, I think. And I don't think he meant it that way, but that's how I perceive it. When I read this, that's how I perceive it. Because there is something um, in the business world, uh, there is something called like no poaching agreements or anti-poaching agreements. Now, typically something like that is a gentleman's agreement. And I say that term uh, loosely because there's obviously men and women in the workplace. But uh, it's, it's, it's a gentle person's agreement that you won't take employees from an unrelated industry so when uh, a long long time ago when i worked at gamestop we were we were in the beginning of those days when gamestop first became gamestop they were financially backed by barnes and noble so barnes and noble helped push the the money needed for for software etc and babbages and funko land to all merge but to buy funko land basically to put the whole thing together and to launch as gamestop so uh, Barnes Noble helped with that. There was kind of an anti-poaching rule between Barnes and Noble and GameStop. Like they weren't going to come recruit people out of GameStops because it was, um, it was uncouth. It was uh, it was rude. It was uh, inappropriate. And uh, even though there's no like you can't have a law against that. And and not to mention that non-poaching agreements are typically not held up in courts. Um, it sucks because it's it's almost like a way for two companies to 
hold someone back even more, you know, like it's a way for two companies to be like, you know, what, we're not, if we don't fight over the, the employee, they can't gouge us on prices and stuff like that. It's kind of like when, when two companies do uh, price fixing, which is also illegal. So you have these companies saying, well, we won't sell our merchandise for under $10 each. So you don't either. And then that way we never have to go on sale and never have to give the consumer a, a deal. So anyway, that's kind of anti-poaching is kind of against rules. But oftentimes between companies where the CEOs will know each other, they have like a, a again, a gentle person's agreement of, look, we won't come after your employees if you don't come after ours. If people leave, they leave, but we're not going to go out of our way to like hunt your employees down. Like right now in, in the Wisconsin area, there's a really big movement of quick trip stores, which is like a like a 7-Eleven type store. A quick trip is uh, they want to uh, snatch up all GameStop employees because they know... Um, that they're basically indentured servants and that they'll work long hours and all they have to do is pay them a little bit better. And as long as they have a job that uh, pays well, they, they will do it. Um, and so there was like a big, one of the district managers of quick trip was like, Hey, we, there's a lot of unhappy managers at GameStop. Let's go get them. And, and that was kind of thing back in the day too. game crazy when that was around, um, for, uh, you know, f uh, Hollywood video, I almost said video watch. That's what they used to be for Hollywood video. Uh, there was, um, you know, there was like, they, they were coming after GameStop managers. They were the little dog. They were trying to come after the, the get the, get the experienced managers to make their stores better. So anyway, that's, that's poaching. That's anti poaching. And, uh, and you can't really have agreement about it, but it happens like in businesses, you know, but typically it's an unrelated field. What you have here is a very related field. In fact, you have two companies making basically the same genre of game now so can you really argue that you can't poach employees no and cliff he's you know cliff's not saying that um it's it's against the law he's not saying that it's against rules he's not even saying they had a gentleman's agreement he's just saying it's not cool and, and i i mean i guess there's something to be said for that like if maybe him and people at epic still have a very professional relationship and maybe they did have a gentleman's agreement to not poach each other's employees but again You'd have to assume that a lot of people that Cliff knew in the industry that he hired on were people from Epic or people that worked at Epic for a long time. I mean, you just, that's where he would have known a lot of people. So anyway, um, one of the people though, that left to go back to Epic, this I found really interesting was boss key co-founder, uh, Arjan Bruce. Maybe it's Aaron spelled differently, but I think Ar Arjan Bruce, Bruce, uh, he left the company in December to return to Epic. Um, Brucey and Blazinski began working together at Epic in the nineties as collaborators on the PC platforming game, Jazz Jackrabbit. So they've known each other since the nineties. Um, Blazinski confirmed the departure in December. He quote unquote, wished him well, but phrased it as we've parted ways as opposed to Brucey leaving specifically for a new secret project, which the former boss key chief later confirmed as the reason. So he's saying that there's a top secret project at Epic that he's working on. Um, so now why would one of the co-founders leave to go back to his old job? Well, that would tell me that somebody saw the writing on the wall. He does not think that this game is going to be successful and he does not think that his company is going to be successful. So he's probably doing what's best for his family and going back to an employer with good benefits and not the stress of running your own studio and finding your own people to hire all that sort of stuff. Um, and let's see, um, and yeah, and so the recent game that they've released, like I was going to talk about a little bit, is Radical Heights. So Radical Heights is a BR. If you don't know what a BR is, it's Battle Royale. If you don't know what Battle Royale is, I don't know where you've been living, but it's Fortnite, PUBG, and a whole bunch of new clones have started to pop up in the last year, which we all said would happen last year with the popularity of PUBG and Fortnite. No problem. Uh, clones are fine, and who knows, sometimes that breeds innovation. So you'll get a, a, a Battle Royale game that's got some new stuff in it. Um, Radical Heights is interesting. First of all, it's free to play. So that's good. Uh, just like Fortnite. So if you want to try the game out, it doesn't matter if it sucks because, uh, you, you didn't have to pay anything for it. Um, myself, I did play it and actually quite enjoyed it. The game, however, is what I like to call jank as hell, which basically means it's in a very unpolished early alpha state, but the game admits that in its uh, early access Steam page. So it's not trying to deceive anybody. It's not acting like it's a full-fledged game that's not needing of more work. Um, it's free to play with microtransactions. Again, I don't mind that business model. What I don't like, and what I've said before, is I don't like $60 games having microtransactions, but a free-to-play game, I understand they got to make money. Um, and so it's fine. 
And, and so the game could be really good. They've even admitted that it's about five months worth of work to get to the stage where it's at now. There's some really unique stuff in the game. Like one, you don't parachute a shoot in, you just crash right into the ground and then you can ride BMX bikes, which you can shoot while riding. And it's actually kind of fun. Jordan and I are like mastering our tricks on it right now and trying to learn how to like flip and do crazy jumps. And, and so it's fun. Uh, I won my first game for like the third try or I won my first, uh, full win like three times after playing the game it's much more casual in my opinion like fortnite it has the ability i think to grow like fortnite except it's super super janky right now and and that's fine it just it needs work unfortunately we don't know if that work's going to come true because it depends on how much money they make from this alpha and how well they do if it keeps the doors open and keeps production going the the problem i have with cliff and with this game is it seems like his ideas lately have always been let's make a game like someone else is making but put our spin on it and i feel like there's no originality there like lawbreakers was basically trying to be a competitive shooter a la overwatch but it, if you can't if you can't be the man to be the man you got to beat the man and his games were not good enough to beat the man and and nothing ever stops blizzard i mean they they've, everyone loves their stuff it doesn't matter you know if you're a competitor it's just people love their stuff and it's fine uh and then this game is basically a fortnite uh riff with an 80s aesthetic which honestly i love and when you when you win you get the um uh the song from, uh, you know, you're the best around. It's the, uh, the karate kids, you know, it's 80. It's, it's awesome. And then when you, uh, when you buy a weapon, it's, uh, it, it plays like a little riff. That's very similar to the, um, uh, like the, the riff from top gun. And it just, there's some cool stylistically stuff there. It's fine. But again, getting back to the story, it's a little petty. I think of him to complain about basically, another company stealing his employees they didn't steal them they didn't drive up in a van and like kidnap them okay they offer a something better than you can now if they can offer more money what can you offer differently well sometimes small companies can offer a better working environment which is very accurate um oftentimes they don't offer better pay but when you get a less stressful environment no less crunch time no that a different a shift in managerial approach that will be a way that you will get certain employees to want to work for you Unfortunately, whatever's going on there, he's hemorrhaging employees because they they're, I think, nervous for their jobs. And, and it sucks because I'd like to see Cliff be successful this game. I think it has a lot of potential once it keeps getting worked on and patched. But if his company keeps leaking talented people, we're not going to see much of an improvement in that game. Um, but I do recommend trying it out. Go play it. It's free. Like I said, on Steam, it's called Radical Heights. Go check it out. I actually had a lot of fun with it. Um, I have a bunch of weird glitches and bugs when I play it. And it's fine. Like I said, it's jank as hell. But it's it's still an entertaining experience for free. You don't have to spend any money to try it. And if you absolutely hate it, then you then you uninstall it and never play it again. And uh, and that's just fine. And that's how it works. And then lastly, so our last story here we're going to talk about. Um, again, before the podcast, um, when I say lastly, you're actually going to have another part after I talk about my, um, my game of the week. I'm going to cut in the Billy Mitchell audio. Um, and so you'll get another 17 minutes of audio after I'm done with the podcast. Um, but this is just kind of for, for video sake here. So the last story I want to talk about, and this, I gotta be honest, this is really, really irritating to me, but we're going to talk about bully hunter, uh, bully hunters is whoop. I talked on the cord of my, uh, my thing there. So, uh, again, getting lastly into it here, bully hunters. So this is a vigilante group that is planning to attack gaming misogynists. That is their, their take. That is their rule. So, um, bully hunters are a collective of women who play, and I'm reading this from, from their site. Um, they are a collective of women who play counter-strike global offensive, and they've teamed up to target in-game misogynists and trolls who harass women. Okay, I'm on board so far. Uh, describing themselves as a vigilante hit squad of elite female gamers, the Bully Hunters will be live streaming their work. Uh, this was last Thursday. Um, let's see. There was a, They did a video about it, which has since been taken down from YouTube. Um, that was like their initial like launch video. And, and that's essentially what I'm going to get into here. But um, a spokesperson for the group 
said the steps are being taken to root out bad faith actors who might seek to disrupt the effort. Quote, once a bully hunter is called into the game, they will have the ability to communicate directly with the victim and observe the situation before jumping in to ensure their help is indeed needed. Most importantly, after the game, the bully hunter can evaluate the experience and rate if the request wasn't valid. The tool will also have a ratings and reporting system in place, so if anyone is misusing the platform, they will be eliminated from using it. So it, on the surface, they're they've made a system where they can connect people can go and say hey i'm getting bullied in counter-strike they will come into the game talk to the person that person verifies it's legit they'll actually hunt down the person who is harassing them and then they will kill them and then say you've been hunted by a bully hunter Uh, there's a little thing that pops up in chat you know bullyhunters.org and then they move on Okay, again, in theory, this all sounds fine. They even have a a checks and balances system in place so people can't abuse the system so you don't get people calling on other bullies to, you know, whatever. Okay, so the initiative is supposed to supposedly partly an exercise in raising awareness about online abuse. Quote, the bully hunters are spreading awareness about the prevalent issue of in-game sexual harassment to spur change. They hope that through more conversation, fewer online gamers will tolerate this behavior and work to put an end to it. Okay, I'm still on board. Online harassment is real. The the things that some really stupid players will say to female gamers is atrocious. Uh, what they say to male gamers is atrocious. Honestly, what people say all the time online is is pretty awful. And and you've got people who, you know, can't uh, you know who who can't socialize and can't put things into words properly, just cursing out and saying these ridiculous insults, basically. And sometimes it's to rattle you. Sometimes it's because they know that they want you to mess up. And sometimes it's legit criticism. Like if you're playing Overwatch, you're not very good. And you're trying to tell that person that what they need to do. Um, Is that bullying? Technically, I don't know. Um, It is bullying, though, if you keep chasing somebody down in a game and saying terrible things to them that aren't relevant to the game being played, uh, which is how I feel about it. Um, quote, the bully hunters will not incite or encourage additional harassment or abuse. They will only engage with harassers through gameplay and will eliminate them from the game using their skills and talent, not harassment. So, okay, again, still on board, like, like where their angle is, um, quote, software companies also play a huge role in ending in-game sexual harassment. The bully hunters are calling on them to take action to no longer tolerate sexual harassment and discrimination in their games. Okay. Again. I'm on board. I I have no problem right now with what's going on. Um, I think this is all great. And then the wheels started to come off. (laughs) So, and then, uh, and then it turned into the mess that everyone thought it could be. I'm going to move this down. I don't know what happened. My, I tugged on my, my camera there, uh, by accident. Uh, okay. So then, uh, all, a lot of the sponsors, uh, because someone started calling them out. So let me try to find, um, the actual callouts here. So, um, well, one, so we have, uh, the person who, uh, who, who initiated is Nati Casanova, who is zombie uniform, zombie unicorn on Twitter. Um, and so, um, basically when people were challenging it and saying, Hey, wh- you know, where'd you get this info? Where'd you come up with this? She was attacking them and just saying, you know, I'm banning you. I'm blocking you. I have zero tolerance for your hatred and stuff like that. And it's like, well, wait a minute. Like I'm reading these tweets you're replying to. Uh, and then also said, uh, this is one of the tweets right here. I just point out actual internalized misogyny when I see a woman degrading her own gender. So she's attacking a woman who's trying to get clarification about how this helps when this is a woman who basically is calling out the fact that you're basically bullying the bullies. So again, now, do I really have an issue with that behavior? Not typically. I, I mean, I think sometimes to stop a bully, you have to stand up to a bully. Um, but where do you draw that line to standing up and defending yourself and then getting somebody else if you can't stand it for yourself getting somebody else to bully them like is that gonna stop the problem i i don't think so i don't know um so uh so as they're going down like i said then the wheel started to come off and then somebody popped in who is actually um let's see here this is platinum at platinum paragon on twitter uh showed up to and just asked a question. Hi, is there a source for this figure? I tried searching for the study, but I couldn't find it. Thank you. And this was in reply to a tweet from Zombie Unicorn that said, 3 million women have stopped playing games altogether because of harassment. While you and I might have thick skin, that doesn't mean everybody does, nor should anyone belittle the cause. Sexual harassment is a serious issue. It's never okay. If we progress, if we progress when we stand up for what's right. So, 
there was a, a statistic thrown out there saying 3 million women have stopped playing games because of harassment. If that number is accurate, which we'll get to in a minute, if that number is accurate, that's terrible. That'd be unbelievable if 3 million players left the market due to harassment. Because you know if it's 3 million women, how many men would have left too? So that's a bad thing for gaming in general when you have your players jumping ship because, you know, because they're being harassed. And so uh, the, at Platinum Paragon challenges that and says, hi there, is there a source for this figure? I tried searching for the study, but I couldn't find it. Thank you. That's literally the tweet. So then Zombie Unicorn replies back, yup, watch the stream today to find out more. And so Platinum says, hey, I'm in, I, I'm... I have a lot of work going on. I don't have time to watch. Can you tell me about the name of the study or the name of someone at the event who knows more about the study so I can discuss it with them? Very civil, not, uh, you know, demeaning at all. Uh, to which the reply said, you can watch the VOD then, which is the video on demand. You can watch the VOD then. Thumbs up, you know, zombie unicorn. So basically brushing this off. Um, and so then Platinum Paragon gets a little more salty about it and just says, I'm going to take that as a no then. I'm a mental health researcher. Do you have any idea the dangers of spreading false hyperbolized data with a follower base of your size? It perpetuates the idea of problems as being insurmountable and stands in the way of developing evidence-based interventions. You are not doing my profession any favors and I would really kindly ask you to source your claims before making them. Thank you. So she kind of came out. So, um, so you can assume then that that uh, did not go over well and and she didn't like that so that was kind of where the conversation ended and you're like okay um platinum paragon went on though uh and wouldn't wouldn't let it die and basically found out some where where that number came from so what it was was someone did a study of a thousand women that say they play games and 86 or so of those women had said yes i've quit playing online games because of harassment so you go okay so 86 out of a thousand quit, that's a certain percent of gamers just quit playing because of it. And that's not good. Okay. That's a legit study that exists. And that's not a good number. That's a terrible number. In fact, however, that's not 3 million people. So what they did, what zombie unicorn did to make this happen was basically took then took the thousand people and then took the total number of females that identify as gamers and then took the 86 that quit and equated that to the number of total gamers the percent and then gave you a number that said three million gamers have quit playing so it was it was a twist and, and a manipulation of data which is inaccurate so it was really 86 women that said that they quit playing games because of harassment but the, what they're doing is they're taking the percent of that of that study and applying it to the entire base of female gamers. And that's where they came up with the 3 million numbers. So it's a disingenuous study. It's inaccurate and it's not good for anyone. And I don't like it. <laughs> and I don't like false data, like come out and say whatever. Now, again, at this point, all we're saying is she's trying to do a, an anti-bullying thing. She's trying to raise awareness. I'm actually still not mad at this point. I'm like, okay, I wish you would use realistic information. I wish it wouldn't be so like, um, combative when people are just trying to get info about your studies, but okay, you're trying to do a good cause and you, you, you were on the defensive cause you'd thought people would attack you for trying to do something right. Right. So it makes total sense. Okay. That's, that's where we're at. Right. But then, uh, but then it started to come out. Um, let me kind of scroll down here. So someone tweeted at platinum paragon and said zombie unicorn has bullied me on several occasions. She's called me ugly, cringy, gross, as well as a hard C for a, for a female and a, the female analogy, uh, uh, for, uh, an analogy for the female, uh, biological parts downstairs, if you know what I'm saying. So, uh, the hard C as people do not like to be called and a dumb bitch, which is, uh, which is a, you know, a, the only thing I can really say on here that, that fits in with my trying to stay PG channel. I wanted to continue to speak out against her, but my friends advised me to avoid the confrontation because she's more popular than me. This girl is a bully. So this is someone basically saying that, that Zombie Unicorn has been bullying her. Okay, that's that's excellent. And then it started to come out where she, there were actually tweets exposing all the nasty things she said to people. So this is Zombie Unicorn saying, oh, well, then there was somebody else who came out and said, um, you know, that she's used the, the F word, you know, a, a derogatory term for homosexuals. And so it's like, wait a minute. So is this person actually care? about stopping online bullying or is this another sort of I'm going to get famous off of a cause so we start talking about uh um 
the actual event in itself. So then you've, uh, as people are kind of like looking into this and trying to figure out what's going on, they find out that this whole thing is basically a marketing ploy brought to you by Steel Series headsets. So not only that, but you've got uh, Steel Series involved. You've got um, CyberPower PC, which is iBuyPower.com, um, <laughs> and so this was never about bullying it was never about anti-bullying it was about trying to go viral with a campaign taking off the the current movement of trying to stop bullying trying to stop uh harassment in the workplace and and it's, this is what really starts to piss me off now because there are legitimately an issue here people bully especially female gamers are treated terribly by a lot of male gamers online it happens a lot so I'd rather work on fixing the internet as a whole and trying to get some responsibility for the things we say as opposed to doing stuff like this. So then they had their, their, their live stream, right? So their live stream was basically a super scripted event where they had someone on stage saying, okay, now this person just got harassed in the game. And then now they're going to call in bully hunter 77 and they call in bully hunter who we find out is just the same steam account, just renamed to a different player. So it would appear differently in the game. Like how stupid do they think we are? And, and so the whole thing is scripted. After spending a day denying that it was scripted, finally, Zombie Unicorn puts out a, a page saying, hey, look, I never said it was actually live. It was scripted. Here's the script. And we're all like, yeah, I mean, you said it was scripted. I, I don't I don't understand. Like, again, caught up in lies. Like, I feel like it's all I'm talking about lately. Billy Mitchell, Todd Rogers, Zombie Unicorn, they, get, they lie and they don't realize that you never, you can't get away with this stuff anymore. The internet's like too good. You know, we're, we're, they're going to find you. They're going to catch you. And so... Uh, then, then she started attacking people. Zombie Unicorn started saying, "Come out! If you rebroadcast my image or likeness whatsoever, you'll be hit with a DMCA." And I've shut down many channels doing this as a means to harass me. Just have your own discussions and make your own content. Okay, so I won't put up any pictures of her, I guess, even though, you know, I don't know, a million people have, and so that's fine. Um, <laughs> uh, so all the matches were fake, like I said, and then they talked about how. They were an elite squad of female gamers. Now, when you look at the stats for a qualifying bully hunter, I mean, I'm not going to attack them on their stats, okay? Because like KD and kills and stuff like that, win percentages. I mean, if you're going into a game to kill a bully, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to try to win the match, right? So some people were attacking that. I don't really care about that. But I do care about what the sponsors had to say because a bunch of people started going after the sponsors and saying like, what is, like, like, what is going on? Why... Like, why is this a marketing thing? Like, this should not, this was supposed to be a movement. This was supposed to be a legitimate charity, charitable organization trying to do something good, which I honestly, when I started this article, I was on board with. Like, I thought, okay, I, I'm okay with an anti-harassment, anti-bullying campaign. Let's look more into it. And then you look more into it and it's just a, a shit show. Uh, excuse my language. <laughs> Sorry. It's a, it's a crap show. And, um, um, okay. So then, uh, I'm going to scroll down here a little bit here. Um, okay, so um, the uh, the op-ed was Bully Hunters is a complete disaster and marketing nightmare for Steel Series. So then um, Vertigear, which was another sponsor, uh, did a Facebook post and it said this, quote, last month we were approached with a campaign to bring visibility to the seriousness of cyberbullying. Bully Hunters. At the time, we felt it was a worthy cause for us to engage with, as we believe the issue is pertinent one that runs alongside the expanse of technology, online gaming, and the study of mental health. While we understand that much of what is construed as bullying by many is rather just playful banter, not unlike that of what you've seen in the competitive environments in the offline world, what we perceive to be online bullying manifests itself as a much more direct, vitriolic, threatening, and harmful manner. Although online games are equipped with tools to shield gamers from dialogue, the damage is often done before these tools are used uh, for the most mentally vulnerable, whether they are male or female. It was our hope to shed more light on this matter and to work towards an environment that would cater to our fellow gamers and distraught. When we were approached with the background and goals of Bully Hunters, we put our faith in the cause and the organizers. However, the information that we received before the start of the campaign not only contradicted the execution of it, but we discovered after the fact that it was sorely lacking. Our biggest mistake was not thoroughly vetting the details of the campaign to ensure that the execution would be up to the proper standards expected, and we apologize for that and for the horrendous results of this event. Horrendous. I mean, that's, that's strong. We've always prided ourselves in understanding the needs of the gaming community from all walks of life. We engage with nonprofit and charitable entities such as Anxiety Gaming and StackUp.org and try to spread the love 
to so dis uh, wait, to try to spread the love and our passion for those who yearn for it. It was never it has never been our intention to sow discord or undermine the efforts of those who earnestly dedicate their lives trying to stem the tides of the many issues of our community faces. It is disheartening to us that our name has been attached to a campaign that contradicts our principles. And to that end, we would like to announce the end of our relationship with Bully Hunters. So they pulled their um, their uh, sponsorship. Although our engagement with this particular campaign ends here, we would like to express that our commitment to furthering causes that support those in need will not. However, we will ensure that proper due diligence is exercised from the point from this point forward so that the Vertigear name is not attached to anything that may undermine the community and our brand ever again. We hope that the community will not see this occurrence as a means to undercut the prevalence of cyberbullying, but rather take it that it does exist and that it may come from anyone and happen to anyone. End quote. So... That was one of the sponsors basically saying that this event was not what they said it was going to be and that it was meant to they they did they they joined so that they could be a part of something that would actually help bullying and help the issue and they feel like they were tricked as well. Um so uh Diverse Gaming Coalition uh, also dropped sponsorship, and this was their Facebook post. At the end of 2017, we were approached by a marketing company who told us about an initiative with Steel Series to promote anti-bullying. This initiative would turn into what is now known as Bully Hunters, which was a great project at first and was described aligned with our message. As the months went by, not much was said about the project until dates for a live stream were given to us. Leading us to this live stream, many things were unclear, but we put our faith in the hands of the coordinators to make this happen. Very similar messages here. Unfortunately, things turned sour before the live stream ever happened. Various tweets show wrongdoing by host Zombie Unicorn, which are actions that Diverse Gaming Coalition does not condone, although she was not solely to blame for the Bully Hunters initiative as a whole. Unfortunately, things uh, after the live stream, it seems that Bully Hunters is still an initiative they wish to keep pursuing. However, this initiative does not align with our mission and vision statement as a nonprofit. Because of this, we are deciding as of now, we are dropping as a partner from the Bully Hunters initiative. We believe in their intentions as a company to promote social good, but do not think they approached it in the best way possible. We will continue to advocate for anti-bullying as we have current and future initiatives in place to do so. Thank you for being an awesome community. We appreciate the support feedback and concerns you have brought to our attention um so uh okay so then uh we had a report about steel series so steel series there was a rumor this came out uh yesterday and it said steel series is considering the campaign to have been so damaging to their brand that they are currently in discussions about what action they take next as they believe the marketers misrepresented the level of steel series involvement so now steel series is considering i mean when you read that that to me that screams lawsuit you know that's a hundred percent what that tells me is that now steel series is looking into how do we how do we go after them for for doing this and for for making us look terrible so then Steel Series put their official statement on their Facebook page. So this was the biggest sponsor that pulled out first. And here we go. This is Steel Series statement. Bully Hunters pitched us with a simple idea. Let's work together to fight online harassment. And because we believe that's a noble cause, we supported it. It's now clear that we didn't do a good job in understanding exactly what we were supporting. And we're sorry for that. The way Bully Hunters represented this, the gaming community was wrong and disingenuous. Most gamers don't experience harassment. And more importantly, 99% plus of gamers don't do the harassing. We're well aware of the many faults with Bully Hunters. We hear you guys and we agree. To clear a few things up, Bully Hunters was not a viral campaign stage managed by us, which is contrary to what we heard earlier. We did not hire a marketing agency to create it. We didn't have anything to do with its execution, content, or messaging. And more importantly, we would never take advantage of an issue like bullying to sell hardware. They asked us to supply some headsets, support the call for positive change, and we did. Uh, we apologize for those who support our brand and expect more due diligence in vetting out campaigns and partnerships we associate ourselves with. Now, part of the reason, uh, end quote, part of the reason that um, that people said it was hosted by SteelSeries was because then they looked at the website for Bully Hunters inside the code was embedded was basically a Chicago-based marketing company was the one who created the logos and, and did that and helped with the website. So that is also the same company that works with SteelSeries. Um, however, I think more what happened is if SteelSeries is telling the truth, which I believe they are, most likely what happened is that was part of their donation to the cause was saying, we'll put our marketing team on it. We'll put X amount of dollars into our marketing firm to help you with, to set it up is realistically probably what happened there. 
Um, the fact that it was some sort of like hidden viral thing, I, I think that's a little harder to believe because you wouldn't want something like this to be viral. You would want Steel Series at the front line of, hey, this is like, because if, if Steel Series really wanted to do this, they can make their own anti bullying campaign and just say, Steel Series is going against anti-bullying and here we go. They, they wouldn't want to hide that they were involved. It was supposed to be a positive thing. It would have only, they only wanted to hide it if they thought it was a negative thing or they were trying to do like a fake, you know, fake press. Um, okay. So then, um, uh, zombie unicorn did a live stream earlier on her Twitch channel and she basically threw steel series under the bus claiming that they knew about the entire event, including how they were operating the supposed event. She also said that steel series did play a role throughout bully hunters, much like her role as a consultant steel series was responsible for suggesting Natalie as the host for the events. And that's, uh, uh, this contradicts everything that steel series said in their public statement, which begs the question who's lying. And, uh, I think the better question is, who cares? Uh, I'm pretty sure Steel Series is trying to save face because they didn't properly vet. And I'm pretty sure that the Bully Hunters movement is trying to save face by saying this was all pushed on by our sponsors. That's why it was such a such a crappy job that it was so done. Um, <laughs> so, uh, and then there was, let's see here. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about... Okay, that's where it starts talking about like, the marketing firm, basically. Um, yeah. And then that's pretty much, so that's, that's the bully hunter saga that kind of blew up over the weekend. And again, I, I don't, I love the fact that someone was trying to start an anti-bullying campaign, but, uh, it, this, this was not what that was. This was a company trying to start and be like to grow based off of a movement. And nothing makes me more mad than when you have a good movement that has people leeching off of it, trying to make themselves successful or to try to build a company and make it successful off of a movement or off of a legitimate problem because they're not fixing the problem. And so that really frustrates me. And I think that's what happened here. Um, so yeah, I'm very curious to see what happens in the future. But um, for now, it looks like the Bully Hunters thing is toast. The website seems to be down. The t uh, uh, Zombie Unicorn's Twitch channel got, a, got suspended for harassment. And... Uh, it's, it's crazy, man. I don't know. Stuff like this just, just makes me mental, you know, like how, how, leeching off of a charity and something that's someone that's trying to do good is just garbage. Um, and I don't know. So it, it is what it is, I guess. But basically there you have it. The, uh, the zombie, uh, zombie unicorn and the bully hunter saga seems to be over as of now. It was a complete flop and a complete manipulation of people trying to get people to donate money, uh, and to try to bring awareness to things with false statistics. And it just, just wasn't good. And, and, uh, and that's not the way you go about it. If you're really trying to bring awareness to a cause, there are a million better ways to do it than that. Uh, and then lastly, we're going to talk about my game of the week, um, which is this amazing game haunting starring Poltergeist. Now I might've talked about this on, a, on an older podcast, but I don't think I've done it since I started video once. If I have whatever, I'll talk about it again. Cause this game is incredible. So haunting starring Poltergeist, this game uh, is awesome. You play as a ghost who got, or you play as a kid who got killed by a, a moving van who was on a skateboard. He got killed by a moving van by a family moving into town. So as a ghost, he decides, well, I'm just gonna haunt them and scare them, literally make them pee themselves in this game, which is something you can do, uh, until they move away. And, uh, and so it looks kind of like the Sims. Um, but, uh, this is pre Sims, which is awesome, by the way. So it kind of looks like the Sims and you, you can, um, you can possess different items around the house and then you, you make them do weird things. So like you can kind of see up in the top corner here, there's like an eyeball coming out of a dartboard. So when you click on the dartboard, they, they walk over to it to interact with it. It opens up and it's a big eyeball and the darts bleeding and everything You're like, holy crap. And then you raise their scare meter and eventually you scare them out of the house. And then eventually you scare them all out of the house. They move. Then you chase them to their next house because apparently you're really just a really, uh, <laughs> a really, vengeful dude and then you chase them to all the the bigger houses and they have larger scare meters you scare them out of those houses um after scaring so many times though you run out of um plasma or plasma ectoplasma or whatever it would be and you have to go to like this weird scary cave where you have to collect these green orbs fight a boss at the end that brings you back to the house that's how they kind of vary the gameplay a little bit so there's combat and everything like that um and uh, so just a really fun game it was it was published by ea in the 90s it's great it's only on the sega genesis or you can find it on the PSP version of the EA replay, which has like four or six games on it for the PSP. It's one of the games on there, which is actually really awesome. Uh, highly, highly recommended haunting starring Polterguy. Very good Genesis game. 
as always, everybody, thank you very much for listening. Remember, podcast listeners, uh, I'm going to insert the Billy Mitchell audio now. So you'll have another uh, after I say goodbye. So you'll have another 17 minutes uh, of podcast there. So stick around for that. And then I will uh, see you guys next week. If you're listening only on iTunes or, or SoundCloud, I'd love for you to go to our YouTube channel, subscribe. It's droprate.life. We'll get you there. If we go to YouTube and just look for the drop rate, look for the yellow and gray logo. That's us, the DR. Um, and, and anything you can do, like, comment, share, subscribe, it all helps us out a lot. Um, right now, we're just having a lot of fun trying to grow the brand. And, and we just hit, last night, we broke 1,900 subscribers, which um, by my numbers, we're probably going to crack 2,000 by... Um, by the time uh, we by the one year mark and so getting 2000 subs in a year I'm really proud of that especially clawing your way up from the bottom <laughs> in YouTube land is really tough and trying to make a name for yourself and uh, so I always appreciate everybody listening and watching and, and liking sharing and subscribing follow me on Twitter at drop rate Greg if you like what I have to say every now and then I go on there and, and, and put some quirky stuff up too thank you everybody as always coming up is the Billy Mitchell stuff I did last Thursday about him being banned on Twin Galaxies and after that we're going to close out so have a good one we'll talk to you later bye bye Hey everyone, welcome back to another teeny tiny episode of Game Talk Radio. I'm Greg, and uh, normally we don't do an out-of-the-cycle podcast sort of uh, video, but we had big news today. Uh, just dropped two hours ago, so this is Thursday, um, April 12th, uh, and today it's official. Twin Galaxies is removing all of Billy Mitchell's Donkey Kong and all other records on the site. So this is, uh, I mean, this is huge. This is what we've been kind of talking about for the last um, few months. Uh, we started back in February. When the news had dropped about uh, Jeremy Young, who is Zelmi on the forums, had basically filed an official dispute claim. Uh, he's been fighting against these scores for quite some time, actually, but that's when the official dispute went. And so that's when we kind of picked up the story. So Twin Galaxies editorial staff is when we actually broke the story. And uh, we're basically going to go right there. And we're going to talk about the article. And then we're going to, um, you know, kind of break it down as we go through it. Um, so, and this was a big deal. This was something that Twin Galaxies, I don't took that I don't think took very lightly because they knew that one, that person is very popular on their forums. And I'm sure that they know that he has a history of lawsuits and other things. So they wanted to, you know, move along and, and, and not make this a big deal. And unfortunately I don't think they could have, um, ignored the evidence anymore. I just think it was too, too blatant and too, too glaring. And, um, <clears throat> so the official statement from twin galaxies is this. Based on the complete body of evidence presented in the official dispute thread, Twin Galaxies administrative staff has uh, <laughs> unanimously, Jesus, it's early for me, unanimously decided to remove all of Billy Mitchell's scores as well as ban him from participating in our competitive leaderboards. We have notified Guinness World Records of our decision. On, on February 2nd, 2018, Twin Galaxies member Jeremy Young filed a dispute claim assertion against the validity of Billy Mitchell's historical and current original arcade Donkey Kong score performances of 1,447,000, the King of Kong tape, if you remember, uh, 1,050,000, the Mortgage Broker score, and 1,062,000, the Boomer's score. On the technical basis of a demonstrated impossibility of original unmodified Donkey Kong arcade hardware to produce specific board transition images shown in the videotaped recording to those educated performances. Jeremy's assertion concluded that not only can original Donkey Kong arcade hardware not produce the board transition images shown in the renderings or in the recordings, excuse me, but that transitions were actually generated through the use of MAME. So that's what we talked about a couple times was that it wasn't necessarily that he didn't get those scores on those games or that it wasn't him playing. It was that he was claiming it was original hardware when in fact it was not, it was, it was MAME. Um, the rules for submitting scores to the original arcade Donkey Kong competitive leaderboards require the use of original arcade hardware only. The use of MAME uh, for these leaderboards is strictly forbidden. So that's really the, the, the issue here at hand, has, has always been for a long time. Because we have proof that he played those games, but it was how he played them is what really came down to it. Um, Jeremy Young provided his dispute case evidence to the dispute thread for both public and Twin Galaxy scrutiny and review. Twin Galaxy has, met, has meticulously tested and investigated the dispute case assertions as well as a number of relevant contingent factors such as the veracity of the actual video performance from the dispute claim assertions rely upon. So they're basically saying they not only looked at the evidence that was presented, but they scrutinized said evidence and they looked deeper into it with what was given to them. Um... So in, in addition to Twin Galaxy's own investigation, this is very interesting. Uh, in addition to Twin Galaxy's own investigation into the dispute 
at least two different third parties conducted their own explorations and came to identical conclusions. So this is Twin Galaxies looking into, but so were two other third party people. Uh, and they also um, came to the same conclusion. So um, it also says most notably was third party Carlos Pinheiro that Billy Mitchell engaged to help examine the dispute case claims on his behalf. So one of the people that came to an identical con identical conclusion was someone who Billy Mitchell himself brought on, which is very strange, um, utilizing whatever original equipment Billy could provide whose final finding was consistent with Twin Galaxies investigation and others. So the person that Billy Mitchell brought on to prove his case also found the same rulings. <clears throat> um, additionally, during the evidence gathering period of this dispute, numerous experts, hobbyists, and casual observers participated and contributed to this investigation. Here are our specific findings. <clears throat> Number one, the taped Donkey Kong score performance of 1,047,000, the King of Kong tape, the mortgage broker score, were historically used by Twin Galaxies to substantiate those scores and place them in the database, were not produced by the direct feed output of an original, unmodified Donkey Kong arcade. So they're saying that the scores for those two that, that Twin Galaxies always used to say that these scores were legit were found that there's no way that original, unmodified hardware could produce it. The million... 62,000, which was the Boomer's Arcade, which had that weird, that was like the one with the weird video where they were saying um, that they were, you know, like they did the board swap video. Um, uh, let's see. The performance does not have enough of a body of direct evidence for Twin Galaxies to feel comfortable to make a definitive determination on at this time. So they're saying that that they can't really prove that it wasn't a legit board because the, the tape evidence isn't there. So they're not really commenting on that, even though they've removed all of his scores still. Um, so the first two, so the King of Kong tape and the mortgage broker score, those are referred to as 1047 and 1050 because it's the 1,047,000. Uh, those score performance videos we have in our possession and are basing our determinations on are the fact that performances that were used by previous Twin Galaxies administration as justification for those scores to be entered into the database and for Twin Galaxies to attribute those specific accomplishments to Billy Mitchell, we have several different and unique sources of these performances and access to private historical Twin Galaxies referee email distribution records showing where these sources acquired their copies and what the purpose was. So they're saying they're not just using the tapes that maybe we've all seen. They've got other tapes uh, that people have sent them, and they know what the tape was used for and why they have it, who sent it, things like that, because Twin Galaxy has been around a long time. Uh, of significant note is that it's very straightforward to anyone to check the authenticity of the 1047 performance source tape by just cross-referencing the digital capture video of the performance that has been posted in this dispute thread with the very public King of Kong movie gameplay along with its DVD extras. While we know for certain that an unmodified original Donkey Kong board did not output the display seen in the videotaped score performances, we cannot definitively conclude that what is on the tapes is MAME. So, that's a little strange. So now they're saying that they know for a fact it's not unmodified hardware, but they can't say for a fact it's MAME. <clears throat> so now the more the rumor of what they're saying is that they're using modified hardware to change things or to maybe change the way a level is loaded to give a player a possible advantage, which I got to be honest, if that's really true, we're getting really intricate with this cheating now. You know, and and it would it would lead to Billy Mitchell's cl uh, claims that he's not um using MAME, so he wouldn't have been lying there, but it's been proven now by multiple sources that it wasn't original, unmodified arcade. Uh, so let's keep going here. Um, to definitively conclude that MAME was used, Twin Galaxies would need to comprehensively rule out the possibility of all other methods and produce what is seen on the tapes. This would mean testing all other emulators other than MAME across all other platforms to eliminate the possibility that a different emulator was used. It would also mean testing visual effects software and anything else we could think of to be definitively certain. This kind of testing is beyond the scope of the dispute case needs. <laughs> so they're just saying, yeah, we would take a really long time to do all this and we don't need to because we have other evidence, basically. Um, from a Twin Galaxies viewpoint, the only important thing to know is whether or not the score performances are from an unmodified original DK Arcade PCB 
as per the competitive rules. We now believe that they are not from an original unmodified Donkey Kong arcade. And it is our investigation of the tape cont uh, content ends with the conclusion with that conclusion and assertion. So they're not saying it's MAME. They're saying they can't prove it's MAME, but they're saying for a fact it is not an official arcade hardware, which is interesting because right before Apollo Legend went silent, he was talking about how they were trying to make an arcade board look like to, to basically to try to trick everyone else. They were trying to make an arcade game emulate what MAME was doing. So... Apollo Legend was really onto something there, actually, and, uh, and and I don't know what caused him to go silent if the, the lawsuit threat really did uh, scare him off or if he just went in the hole and said, you know what, I'm going to make this video and bust it, but that's, you know, that's very, very uh, interesting that he had that thought, and that was, that was months ago now at this point, so very, very interesting. Um, Twin Galaxies has endeavored to provide a fair opportunity and reasonable amount of time for all sides and interests to present their thoughts and evidence as it has uh, evaluated this dispute claim. Twin Galaxies has also investigated this matter as comprehensively as reasonably possible to make sure that its findings are as informed as possible. In fact, there was even, I didn't cover it in a video, I didn't think it was worth video worthy, but there was a live stream a, a couple weeks ago where Jace Hall was actually like trying to replicate uh, and he was he was going over the tape in like a frame by frame VCR that he had so he could go over and try to replicate things and very, very wild stuff. And he, he let the community watch that, you know, and he kind of opened the doors and said, let's, you know, and, and let's be honest here, Twin Galaxies needs to save a little face. If they're rampant with cheaters, they're not going to have any credibility if they don't come out and blast, you know, and they, they got to take a stand. Um, Twin Galaxies has also investigated this matter as comprehensively as reasonable as possible, covered that one. Throughout every step of this investigation, Billy Mitchell had the opportunity to answer questions and contribute to the public dispute thread. However, he was under no obligation to participate in this dispute thread, and as such, he chose not to do so. So Billy Mitchell just didn't get in the argument. He just stayed out of it. Twin Galaxies is only looking at the dispute claim assertions about score performances and either validating or refuting those claims specifically. It is not evaluating people. Okay, so that's very clear. It is only looking to dispute claim assertions about score performances. So even though they're banning all of his scores because of it, they're, they're basically saying that they're not evaluating him, they're evaluating the validity of his scores, which is basically a way to avoid a lawsuit because after you, if you go after him specifically, you open the door to, to libel and, and other issues where, and he might still have a case where he can go after him, and he might, depending on how much you know he wants to keep his credibility. Um, <clears throat> uh, Twin Galaxies would like to give a huge thank you to all involved in this dispute from all sides, the community, the Donkey Kong Forum community, Zelnia, uh, and Yes Affinity specifically, and many other, um, let's see here, so that's kind of all the points they were making, um, uh, this has been said before, but this is important to repeat, that Twin Galaxies is dedicated to absolutely rooting out invalid scores from our historic database whenever we find them. Twin Galaxies' recent efforts to build a dispute system for the purpose of allowing scores to be questioned, um, in a centralized and documented manner have enabled all of the available evidence regarding Billy Mitchell's score performances to finally, after many years, be concentrated, examined, and discussed by non-anonymous members of the gaming community and Twin Galaxies administration. The system has created a permanent body of evidence for examination. Um, so yeah, there's a, there's a little bit more here. Uh, about basically now Twin Galaxy is saying why we did what we did. Uh, truth is important. Uh, we continue to strive to earn uh, everything and, uh, you know, to make everything honest. Uh, and uh, I don't know. I'm very curious to see a couple things. One, I'm very curious to see if how everyone reacts to this. Like, um, there's a lot of Billy Mitchell fans out there that are constantly in, in the comments in my videos and comments in other people's videos, you know, basically saying that it's not true and, and stupid and I look fat, you know, <laughs> uh, attacking us personally instead of trying to come against the evidence. And I'm very curious to see where they go. Um, the other thing I'm very curious, though, is how the people who believe this uh, feel now. Because I, I believed from the beginning that it was very possible and I, I thought he did cheat. But I don't find any, like, happiness in this you know like I, i'm not reveling in in this i'm glad that twin galaxies rooted out a cheater a lifelong cheater uh and and removed their scores which is excellent but i don't think it's really a time for celebration you know this is one of those weird things where you know you I, and i guess you celebrate when like you know a criminal gets caught but it, the crime still happened and there were still you know still you know, it wasn't a positive situation for anybody i mean twin galaxies lost a lot of credit 
I mean, I think the only people that are successful off this are people making videos on it because the, the, the view counts are just so high on them. Um, and so I, I also don't want there to be like some sort of this, this huge celebratory thing where people are like, I knew it, I knew it. It's not really like that. You know, it's, they found the scores to be untrue. Let's remove them and let's move on. Uh, where does Billy Mitchell go from here? You know, does he, does he, is he going to get any arcade things, uh, arcade showings? Is he going to get any, you know, there was a rumor that, uh, he was working on like King of Kong two, or they were working on a, a sequel or another documentary that would show like the falsities of that. Are they still going to release that? Um, you know, or does he, does he come clean? You know, does he come out and say, you know what, here's what happened or, or, does one of his uh, fans or one of his close friends who borderline could be called cronies, what if one of them just takes a complete fall for it and say, you know, Billy didn't know anything. I modified the board to give him an advantage. I don't know. I, that's certainly possible. He has people that are loyal enough um, to him like that. So I, I could see it. But uh, this, this was a wild one. You know, we just got it this morning. It's official that uh, Billy Mitchell's Donkey Kong and all other records are removed from Twin Galaxies. They were removed from the Donkey Kong forums a few months ago, and now they are officially removed from Twin Galaxies, which, as we all know, he was a part of for a while. He grew up in the old guard where, you know, everyone kind of idolized him. And if you watch King of Kong, there's some really weird scenes there where it seems like everyone's just kind of groveling around him. And, and I can kind of understand the attitude he has. If people treat you like that a lot, it's really easy, I think, to get wrapped up in that and, and kind of to, to eat and drink the hype, you know, uh, that's coming up, but yeah, so, so that's it. It's official. And, uh, I don't know if we'll see like a, a another dispute or where the story goes from here. I'd like to see, uh, you know, Billy come forward and admit it and then maybe, maybe admit it and then say, I mean, he can't get his scores on twin galaxies anymore, but maybe he come out and say, you know what, what if it gave him some renewed passion to do it legit on legit board? Now he'll be scrutinized the rest of his life on anything he does because of that. Um, but, uh, you know, he's got uh, other businesses and stuff, and I don't think his main source of revenue was this. And obviously, the man has a family, and, and you want his family to be taken care of, and I wish that it hadn't drawn out like this. Um, and sometimes, you know, just, just to play devil's advocate here, I think sometimes if you start with a lie soon enough, and you get desperate enough to do something like that, and then you get kind of wrapped up in it and time keeps going and going and the lie gets bigger and bigger. It's almost like, when do you stop it? Like you try to pick the perfect time to come out and stop it. And maybe Billy never got to that point where he could find a good time to, to be honest about it. And especially now it, it's probably the best time just because he's not the leader anymore. You know, he's been surpassed and he's not the best player in the world and he hadn't been for some time and, and he probably wouldn't have beaten those scores again. So uh, very interesting stuff though. Thanks as always everybody for watching. Uh, if you, you know, if you like what you're watching, like subscribe, if, uh, you, you'll notice the drop rate, we have three different people that contribute to this. If, uh, if you're only looking for my videos, look for the little, uh, Sprite wearing my shirt in the lower corner. Uh, that's me. Uh, those are how we kind of tag all of my videos and you'll kind of see a different, the way the fonts and, and thumbnails look. So as always, thank you very much everybody. And, uh, we'll, we'll keep you updated. Anything else changes, we'll let you know. Have a good day. Thanks for watching. Uh, bye-bye.